Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I am Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who's got soul, but he's not a soldier. Here's my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. <laughs> Hola, Ben. I mean, haven't you used that intro before? Uh I don't think you realize how hard it is to come up with new introductions for you every single week. So I'm recycling that one. I liked it. All right. You know what? I think it was, wasn't it for your little brother? Yeah. You know what? Write your own intro for next week. Okay. How's that? I did. I wrote my own intro last week. <laughs> uh, oh, the, you mean the, the uh, notes that I didn't read prior to the recording of the episode? Okay. First of all, be- be more specific. You said do the research. You didn't say be prepared to present your research. All right. Well, next week is your pick. <laughs> so you are writing the research and writing the the episode notes. We'll see about that. My apologies for uh, that little uh, uh, aside. Uh, joining us on this episode <laughs> is one third of the string trio called Simply Three. He's the man with mad multitasking skills like like driving a convertible burgundy AMC Pacer while playing the bass violin. Please welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Nick Villalobos. Hello. Happy to be here. This is going to be fun. It should be fun. So um, how's, the, how's the family out there in Phoenix, Arizona? We're doing well. I actually just came from a... How, wait, how old was the kid? It was two kids. <laughs> four, a four-year-old birthday party and I believe a six-year-old birthday party okay. at the same time. Fan- so that was fun. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I was I was going to grill you a little bit that you couldn't remember their their uh, their ages. I'm like, are you really on the road that much that you can't remember <laughs> your kids' ages? Well, it wasn't my kid's birthday party. Oh, so okay. It was, it was somebody else's. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So, Nick, as we do at the beginning of each of our podcasts, we ask each other the all-important question. So I'll start with my co-host, Wayne. What T-shirt are you wearing? I'm going to throw out a little local love. I'm wearing my Sweet Kiss Mama shirt. This is from their 2017 European tour. I'm going to go see him tonight at the at a place called The Mill. At The Mill. I am not aware nice. of that band. Local band in uh, Tacoma, Seattle? Yeah, local band. Uh, they they uh, mostly original stuff. They do a really, they got a really good take on What I Like About You by The Romantics. And then they do a killer version of uh, Gimme Shelter by The Stones. But everything else is there. It's original. Fantastic. All right. So I... So keeping on that uh, that theme of Pacific Northwest band, so I am wearing one of my Nirvana t-shirts for this episode. My kids a couple years ago for Christmases were buying me those Nirvana t-shirts that you find at Target. I didn't have the heart to tell them that um, Nirvana is like my fourth favorite band from Seattle, but you, you don't really find many... Um, t-shirts of the posies at at target so um i guess we'll settle on you'd be lucky you'd be lucky to find those at posy shows that is true which i believe (laughs) i believe you're going to next week right i think it's the week after february 1st fantastic uh well nice i'm super i'm super jealous of of you so uh nick what t-shirt are you wearing well, I'm wearing a very unique T-shirt, I must say. Um, I'm pretty sure you've never seen this T-shirt before. Um, it in it intertwines some of my two favorite things, and those are Star Wars and Seinfeld. 
I like oh, it. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> and I and I wish I could send you a picture of the T-shirt. Maybe I can. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can. Maybe I can do it in this chat. Then. Po- post it on Instagram. We would love to see it. Post post it on Instagram. Do okay. the hashtag of Records Revisited podcast. We want to. We want to see what okay. T-shirt you're wearing. That's that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll explain it. It's a they they did a spoof off of one of the uh, one of the original Star Wars movie posters. Okay. So it has Jerry as Luke Skywalker. It has Elaine as um Princess Leia. Is she holding up a gun? She is. Okay, I know exactly which one. Uh, that that <laughs> that t-shirt is phenomenal. Oh, you know oh, the yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it has George sitting on an R2-D2 like thing yes. and Kramer as C-3PO. And then my favorite part, Newman in like the stars representing the emperor, which is phenomenal. That's like when I saw that, I said, I have to get this shirt. Yes. So ordered it. The beauty of online shopping ordered it. It was here in like a week and I wear it all the time and not necessarily has to do with music. But I mean, come on, Seinfeld. It's like a bass player's dream like you get the melody you get the hook you right. know it's all about that baseline and of course star wars music it's phenomenal right. so that's that's how i justified wearing this shirt for this for this interview so so last episode <laughs> so last episode i wore the simply three t-shirt that you sent to me which by the way thank nice. you very much i have worn that a few times out and out in public uh very yeah, good so i'm tr- trying to trying to pimp out your uh your your band uh, perfect um so so one other question that i have that we we brought this up on our last episode so the last three of our episodes two episodes ago was was our analysis of led zeppelin one last week we mm. did the cure head on the door and now this week we are talking about simply three's most recent album so i i perfect. threw out <laughs> i threw out this just shows how how much eclecticism Wayne and I have as far as music goes and is eclecticism even a word like it like I I put that in word and it didn't spell check on me so I'm assuming that it is a word (laughs) but I don't know I I mean is that a word I I think it is now okay definitely So, so let's uh, let's talk with you because I, I before we jump into your most most recent album, I wanted to you know just kind of get an idea of where you came from. I know that you're you're classically trained as a violinist. Kind of give us an idea of of where you got your your roots in music, um, why you chose this as kind of the 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 route for your you know life's work uh, thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, where did it begin? Where, where do your parents have a love for music? Yeah, my parents do, especially my mom. She was really the, the driving, uh, force to, that got me into music really. And she started me on the violin, um, when I was eight years old and my sister, my older sister actually played the violin as well. And so I kind of, I think my my mom, you know, she just said, you know, we have a violin, you should play violin. And I liked it for a few years. And then I ended up like hating playing the violin. And I hated the violin, hated music, I think, you know, to some degree, because all I really knew that it was, was, you know, practicing, you know, these violin 
this violin music wasn't really fun to me. But then when I was going into sixth grade, I went to a concert at Phoenix Symphony Hall. And I believe that was the first time I ever noticed the bass, like as a thing that actually existed. And I remember sitting in the in the hall and just looking at the basses and being like, that is that is really cool. Like it's a huge instrument. Seems like it plays all the low notes. And then after that concert, uh, some of the musicians went out into the lobby and they did what's called like an instrument petting zoo. Okay. So I got to touch, I got to go up and touch the bass and it was really, it was really love at first sight, you could say. And after that, I, I started bugging my parents, like, I really, really want to play the bass. And they said, oh, you know, maybe this is just a phase. Maybe he'll get out of it, but it didn't go away. And when I went into sixth grade, I was able to play the bass then because the orchestra needed bass players. And um, the school actually let me use one of their basses and bring it home. So I think that was the deciding factor for my parents that didn't really have to rent one, that the school would be able to give me one, which was pretty as good. A, as a sixth grader, <laughs> could you even hold it up? Uh, I had to sit on a stool. Okay. Like pretty much exclusively. <laughs> yeah. But it was a, uh, it was like honestly it was love at first sight for me i just thought it was the coolest thing so picked it up and haven't really looked back since and what's cool about that story is that the person that showed me the bass was actually the principal bass player of the phoenix symphony and he became my first private teacher awesome so that was pretty cool that i got to study with a really good bass player in the in the arizona valley okay so how did you meet the rest of simply three? So it's, it's essentially you and I'm going to, I'm totally going to forget which is it Glenn Glenn. Yeah. He's our violinist. So, so where, where did the two of you meet up? So I met Glenn about five or six years ago. Uh, we were playing in another string ensemble that some of our friends had put together and um, that's where I initially met him, played in that orchestra for a while and uh, some other gigs around um, through mutual friends and acquaintances. Uh, so I met him five years ago, but I met Zach uh, when I was that, 15 years okay, old. Okay, that's who I was thinking. You you guys have the long history together. Yeah, me and Zach. Zach okay. is the cello player. Gotcha. And uh, he grew up in Arizona as well. Um, he went to... We graduated the same the same year, two thousand five. It's really aging me. <laughs> and oh, uh, really? Because we graduated in nineteen eighty seven. So. <laughs> hey, that's when I was born. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. But full, um, circle. full circle, yeah. So I met Zach uh, while we were in high school. We played in the Phoenix Youth Symphony together, and we always had a great time in orchestra um, and making music that way. And throughout the years, we just kept in touch kind of seeing what each other was doing, musically speaking. Uh, he went to the Cleveland Institute of Music for a year after he graduated. And then I went to ASU. And then after a year, he actually transferred uh, to ASU. Okay. And it was during that time um, that we started uh, this idea of Simply Three. You know, we kind of wanted to do something outside of the classical training that we, you know, had been brought up in. Because we loved rock music, we loved pop music, you know, all, all these other genres of music that are so cool and so fun. We just wanted to be a part of it, really. But we, you know, I we was, were. I was just going to ask. So, with you, you two being in that youth orchestra, were you just playing classical music, or did they? Yeah. 
okay so it was n- no no variance from that so n- none of what you guys are doing right now with all of your renditions classical covers i i don't know what do you call them string covers what what do you call your you know reinterpretation of these popular songs what do you guys call them yeah we call them covers string covers okay that's usually what we put on our youtube videos and stuff like that so gotcha all right and those youtube videos are extremely popular like i i was looking at the the number of hits that you've had on some of these like the uh the avici cover has like 37 million hits or something like that yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Which I don't know. That it's phenomenal. And the one thing that really surprised me was the second most um, hit uh, video that you have is one of your original compositions. I know we're we're so stoked about that. That's super exciting. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're actually pretty surprised by that too, especially since it's only been up for like a year. Like right. it's, it's definitely come up the ranks pretty quickly and and we're talking really exciting and we're talking about rain so rain has 30 million hits on it which fantastic song and i got to i got to hear that live last year what was it last year no i guess it was end of 27 almost two years ago yeah 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 Yeah. um which is just really really a great song um thank you thanks and uh wayne did you get a chance to listen to that one because it does have a song named after one of your kids I have I I listened to Rain. I did after reading the notes go back and listen to Maverick. Um, oh, uh, nice! <laughs> uh, and I like I've been watching. I'm sure I, I, all those hits. A lot of those hits are mine. I've been looking at because, uh, <laughs> uh, like I say, I I am I love anybody who can play music uh, that well or with another person. I don't even feel comfortable saying I play the guitar. I've been I've been learning the guitar for ten years, and. Uh, I can't. I I don't know that I could play with someone else. I think everybody has a, a unique timing, and, and to see three people mix it together like that, knowing just how hard it is to play the probably the simplest instrument that there is in the guitar, I'm I'm blown away by anybody who can play together uh, like that. Uh, but I I, I, I'm, I digress. I've listened to both those songs and I, I like your original. I love your original stuff, but I, your interpretations, I think are some of them are just phenomenal uh, to the point where I prefer them over the original artists. Oh, wow. Thanks. And, and if you guys couldn't figure out, so Maverick is uh, the name of, of Wayne's son. Um, so that is a, that's a song done by simply three. I agree with Wayne. I, I love rain fantastic song it's in a couple of my my playlists one thing that i wanted to ask you though was on unsafe haven so it really has a prog rock type of sensibility about it is there somebody <laughs> in your band who is a prog prog guy uh i don't know like specifically a prog guy but i mean we all we all like rock music you know and i think that the, the prog rock kind of creeps into our p- playlist as well but yeah, I remember when we were writing that one, it definitely felt I definitely felt that vibe as well. A little prog rock there. Yeah. That's a super fun one to play. That's usually what we open our shows up with. Is it? It's kind okay. of got a good exciting beat to it. So yeah. So how different is the process for the originals versus you doing the covers? Like does it take longer to create new bodies of work or, you know, trying to figure out how to interpret someone else's song that, you know, it translate 
translates over to the strings? That's a good question. I feel like probably the originals might go a tiny bit slower just because you're creating like all the parts, you know? And, you know, with some with some songs, the parts are kind of already written because you have to play certain certain notes so that people recognize it, obviously. Yeah. You know, you have to play the melodies and the hooks that make the song for what it is. So in that regard, it's probably a little faster to do a cover. But I mean, we're actually writing another original album. Fantastic. It'll come out later this year. And we actually just recorded one of them uh, over the past two days. And I feel like it's this original album came together really quickly. I don't know why, but it just seemed like each day, you know, somebody came to the table with a new song and we finished the song that day. And I feel like for the first album, our first original album, it took the writing process took a lot longer. So yeah, like I was saying, probably covers take a little bit less time just because there's already an idea there, but I feel that we're getting better at writing originals and I think it does go a little faster. And I think probably it goes faster because we've had all this practice arranging other people's songs. So we kind of know what a song needs. It's like, Oh, you know, needs these parts and once these parts are together, then you have a good song. And so current lineup with you, Glenn and Zach. So that's, you guys have been together now for what? Four years, five years. It's been like seven. Has it? Well, the the band started about seven years, but yeah, Glenn joined about four or five years ago. Yeah, because you had kind of a revolving door of female violinists for a couple of years too, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did. About two years for each, I think. Maybe two and one. feel like you have the permanent three now? I do, yeah. I really feel like when Glenn joined, that's when we started touring and... You know, I feel like we understood what we wanted to do and how to do it. So kind of I I, I kind of think we've been a band for about four years, even though it has yeah. technically been like seven. Is yeah. there any any drama you want to tell us about for any of those other <laughs> violinists leaving? Come on. We want the dirt. We want you, the you want the, the dirt <laughs> behind the music. <laughs> no, I mean, there there really isn't like any crazy drama to tell, to be honest, with our first uh, violinist, Olivia. Uh, we told her kind of our vision, what we wanted to do. And it was something that she just really wasn't into. She didn't really want to be on the road as much as we wanted to be. And she also wanted to get a master's. So she went and did that and uh, she's doing very well for herself. And then our second violinist, Alex, she, she was really into it. Like she, you know, she's a professional musician in New York. She plays violin, you know, very well. Um, but what happened was she was still living in New York and she still had like a New York scene going on. Okay. So she kind of, she didn't really want to give that up fully. So she kind of, she kind of gave us the, you know, the go ahead. Like, I think I'm going to stick in New York and kind of see what I can do there rather than, you know, be on the road and miss these opportunities. So, so so what, so what is that New York scene for a violin player playing on Broadway as the the band, that kind of deal? Yeah, there's Broadway. Um, she she was doing a lot of gigs on like Jimmy Fallon and all oh, the talk shows okay. and stuff like that. So it was, I mean, it's definitely like really cool gigs. So you know, we understood, and then, you know, she kind of had her a good hold on on that scene there. So well, you guys have had you know, some yeah. good gigs too. I mean, you oh, you yeah. were just recently down here in Florida opening up for Jay Leno, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not complaining about the gigs we get. Yeah, <laughs> it's been great. Well, you know, awesome. we got to play at the at an Emmys party. It was really. I mean, it's been really awesome. Yeah, it's great. Who who do you consider your contemporaries? Like, I stumbled on Vitamin String Quartet's "The Middle" cover. You know, mm-hmm. the the Jimmy World. I really dug that. But do you view them as rivals or contemporaries? Um, <laughs> I mean, what 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 do you view as your you know, your, uh, uh, who's your competition. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Cause, uh, the first love that I ever had was sports. I grew up playing, you know, basketball and yeah, I know. I've, I've know. seen your videos of, you know, doing the Kobe <laughs> things with your exactly. water bottles. I, yeah. I, yeah. I try and keep that, you know, involved in my life. And so, you know, when you're playing sports, you know, you have rivals and it's like a cool thing, you know, you talk trash and stuff like that. But there isn't really anything like that in the music scene. It's like kind of sad. I like miss that part about sports, like true competition, because I feel like who's to say like what the best band is, because it's like there isn't a band that scores the most many points. You know what I mean? You could probably go off of album sales and stuff like that. But even that, it's just so it's just to each his own, you know? Yeah. So I like to think of people as, uh, you know, rivals, I guess. Um, I would definitely say, I mean, all of them, like Vitamin String Quartet is a definite rival. They've been around for a, a long time and they have, they, they have like a very good name that people, you know, know about and they have tons of music that yeah. they put out. Um, so they're definitely up there like two cellos. They're definitely okay. kind of like a rival. Okay. Like whenever I see them put out stuff, I'm like, oh man, like you should have done that. Like, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> like, and they're like phenomenal cellists. So are that they, doesn't that doesn't help me either. Are there any um, of their songs that you're like, oh man, they beat us to the punch? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, no, not really. No, nothing, nothing crazy. They have a really good. I can't remember what it's called, but they have a really good cover of the video. Is like a helicopter flying around. I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up. All right, but that was a, that was a really good cover. Then, like, you know, there's obviously Lindsey Sterling, who's kind of yeah. bringing strings to, like, a more popular view. She's definitely a rival. She's also a friend, too. Like, I knew her growing up in high school, too. Okay. You know, because she's also from Arizona. You know, and there's uh, the piano guys. You know, they're they're making waves. Yep. And then there's other groups like Time for Three, which is uh, it's actually a, two violins and a bass. So they're okay. very good as well. Okay. Um, there's also Project Trio. They're out of New York. That's a cello, a bass, and a flute. And they're they're really good. I think more of them as friends because I know them personally. Yeah. And they kind of do a more of like a, a jazz feel type of thing. So they're not really direct like rivals, I would say, because they kind of do different music. Right. But um there's a lot of really good groups that do what we do, you know, in their own little way and it's fun to see what they do and kind of learn from them and try and do it better at times. All right. Well, enough talking about everybody else's bands. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about yours. Um, so, so for, for this episode, I think we're going to, we're going to jump into four, which is your, your, your most recent album of string covers. Volume four. Volume cool. four. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll kind of go track by track and just kind of pick your brain as far as, you know, why you decided to, to, to cover that particular song, you know, Wayne and I, with our many opinions, we'll, we'll tell you how we like them or not. <laughs> uh, 
And perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so let's let's jump in. So uh, here's a here's a the the first song off the album. This is the Imagine Dragons cover. This is Believer. Um, I will. I will absolutely start us off. Um, I prefer. I'm probably going to say this on a couple, three or four tracks, but I prefer the Simply Three version. To me, almost all Imagine Dragon songs nice. seem to sound the same. I don't, and I know a lot of that's because I don't listen to a lot of popular music. But every time I hear a right. song and I think, "Who is this?" and somebody goes, "Imagine Dragons," I'm like, "Yeah, it, which?" and I'll say the, which one, and they'll be like, "It's all. It doesn't matter. It's all." But uh, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like your guys' take on this, and I like. I think is um, your you know, the percussion in this is you hitting the bass, which I yeah. prefer that to a lot of the others. Will have a more complicated drum track or a backing track to it, where right. I I think my favorite part of this is the three of you with your with your own percussion. I think um, on a lot of these, some of these songs, I think your version is matching them. Like I don't even know how. Uh, on a couple of them, you were able to get that same uh, electric guitar bass uh, like they did in the original. But, and I love, I have right. to say, the ones with the videos, Zach always has on his, his uh, hair metal video face. He's always, I, I love it that the other, the, the two, you and Glenn have this orchestra, you know, like you're concentrating on what you're doing. I mean, there's some expression in there as to how intense the the melody may be, but he is just, uh, he just, I, I love watching him in the videos because he's got, like I say, I call it his, uh, his warrant face. He's doing the whole, you know, raising <laughs> yeah. his eyebrows and just, it's great to watch. It was a lot of fun. So, nice. so, so did you guys choose Imagine Dragons just because really they're, if they're not the most popular rock band out there right now, I don't know who is. I mean, that right. They're they're super popular, and I'm sure you know you're getting you're getting plenty of hits and views on on YouTube just because of that popularity. I mean, uh, again, this the song's been out what four months, and you've got like two million views already on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that definitely helps for sure that they're super popular, and it definitely makes us you know, adds a little something in there to, to do some of their songs. But I mean, we genuinely like their music. Um, I agree with you that it kind of, I feel like especially their most recent stuff kind of sounds similar, but their first two albums are amazing. For, I love for, their first, first two album. Definitely is, is, yeah, their first album is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so good. I agree with you that I feel like a lot of their stuff is starting to sound the same. But I mean, when this track came out, I think all of us were like, man, this song is right. really good. We should probably do it. And, and we didn't do it for a while because we had done another Imagine Dragons. We did Demons a few years ago, yeah. which is from their first album. So we thought, oh, maybe we're doing you know this one band too much. But then people kept asking us to do it. So we, we did you, it. And I think it came out pretty you well. You caved on the peer pressure. <laughs> We caved. You got to give the people what they want, that, right? That, yeah, that's exactly. That's what I always say. Give the people exactly. what they want. Exactly. So, so Wayne touched on the the, the video real, uh, 
Um, so I want to go back to that. The video is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, where'd you where, where did you guys film? That was a church in downtown Phoenix. Okay. Let's... Which is where home is yes. for, for Which you. Which is nice. Right? Yes. Didn't have to travel for this one. I'm trying to see if we have the exact church name. I can't find it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all good. All good. Oh, I found it. Um, St. Mary's Basilica. St. <laughs> Mary's. All right. So if anyone is in the Phoenix area and you want to see a really gorgeous church, um, there you go. St. Mary's Basilica. Yeah. Um, and and the, is that the one that had did have some other artwork from from um, from Phoenix or is that maybe that's the next that's the next next one actually yeah that's the next song okay so let's 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 move over to the second song this is uh chain to the river song um i song the i saw the song title and i got excited because i thought you had covered a long lost sarah mclaughlin song from her second album but i got the title wrong that's actually drawn to the rhythm so it to- totally oh, totally got it wrong it. and then i realized i don't know this song at all um because i don't listen to <laughs> Katy perry i'm not i'm not wayne well, that, that's well, not fair. I was just going to say, I'm sure you enjoyed it because you've told me that you're a Katy Perry fan. Now, mm. that's not exactly what I said, but uh, I definitely and I will I will take I will I will justify that by saying I when she first came out, she was a little bit of an anti diva. I mean, she has dark hair yeah. and all the divas seem to have blonde hair and her themes like. Um, on her first album with, you know, waking up in Vegas and kissing a girl and you are gay. I mean, those were a little bit for a uh, pop diva. Yeah, but I've seen, I, I've seen her on American Idol. She's blonde now. <laughs> She's She switched over. She switched things, over. I'm not saying things don't change. I'm trying to justify my original stance. And, okay. and that's and that's I think that I have done that. All right. So, so let's, let's, let's talk about this song. So I'm assuming that you guys did this song because going back to your, your point during the Imagine Dragon song, giving the people what they want. This is, yeah, this is a very popular, them. very popular artist. Again, not my sensibilities, but I know that, that a lot of people really enjoy Katy Perry. Um, and I'm sure you're getting lots of hits off of this. The video again, I like the video for this. I, I'm assuming you filmed that also in Phoenix. Cause yep. I'm okay. Cause I, I thought I remembered some of those building murals the last time that I was, I was in the Phoenix area. So yeah, it's right there downtown. So how is the art and music scene in Arizona? I mean, we've already talked about that. They, they definitely have a, you know, kids Philharmonic, but what about, what about other, music going on in in phoenix you know it's kind of hit and miss um there is a pretty good like hip-hop scene here because there's a lot of like dance crews that have uh 
Interesting. You know, their bass here. And uh, we actually have worked with a dance crew before called Epic. Pretty okay. big dance crew here. Um, so th- I know of that scene. I'm not sure of like all the other, how well the other scenes are doing, like the whole rock scene and stuff. I know there's a pretty good jazz scene. Some of my other bass player friends playing, you know, jazz clubs and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's anything to write home about. But, um, you know, there's stuff, there's stuff going on, you know. You kind of have to gotcha. know who to talk I to. I can't remember the last time I heard somebody go, you know, on the radio and say, oh, this is the band from Phoenix. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 So this is one of the one of the couple songs on the album that does have a backing track to it, right? To complement your strings. Yes. Pretty, so how, pretty heavy backing track. Yeah. So how often do you go with the backing track? Um, well, I feel I feel like in most of our songs there is some type of backing track. Um this one definitely has more to it than others. I think for this one we just wanted to try, you know, having a heavier backing track to kind of get the pop feeling of this song. You know, we we've been doing a lot of studying, you know, about backing tracks and about things that go into pop music and it's been really fun to to just see how these artists in the pop world create their music you know, on the computer, which is kind of kind of a new thing that's getting more yeah. and more popular. Whether you like it or not, it's it's here, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but um, that one especially, we wanted to kind of test the waters to see how it would sound with our sound. You know, we and we like the track. Um, like you said, we kind of wanted to ride the wave of this, you know, Katy Perry's popularity. But yeah. we thought that this video would do better than it did. Not that it didn't do well. Um, but we thought I think we had higher expectations for it, but it's a good track. Like when we play it live, people really like it. So I guess that's all that really matters, right? That's that's it. Give the people it, what they want. How does it perform live? Yeah. Anyway, one thing I was going to say is this is another track that I prefer your version because I will say listening to the first time I heard the Katy Perry song was right. At, it was after I'd watched your video for it and your guys, you guys seem to capture, I mean, there's, it's a much more, uh, it feels like you guys are chained to a rhythm. There's a, there's a whole, like a frenetic about it where that she's lacking in her version. <laughs> I, I just, I felt like you guys captured the, the, the heart of get, you know, being chained to a rhythm than she did. Nice. Well, that's good. It's good that we play together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think the next song on the album also has a backing track. So this is the third song on the album. This is Heathens, the 21 Pilots cover. Uh, and this one, I, I, it wouldn't be one of the ones that I prefer. I, I think the vocals in this are too important to the song. I think when you take them out, the music seemed mm. much, it seemed too repetitive for, uh, I like to say, I feel bad. It's like the Led Zeppelin thing all over again. I'm getting self-conscious. But um, <laughs> I, I felt like the, it, the rhythm in it was too, and I mean, I'm sure you've duplicated what they were doing, but it almost sounded too repetitive in the vocals, like take, like add more to it. So in this one, mm. I preferred theirs. And 
but I, I definitely like when you guys use your own percussion and I don't know if it's just you or if it, or if, if uh, Zach does it too, but that, that hitting the bass and, and I'm sure you loop it instead of just make a whole track of you doing it. But that to me, I don't know. And I, and I know it may just be a personal preference, but I like it when you leave out the, the, the more dramatic backing track and just use your own self percussion. Maybe they should have done uh, car radio by 21 pilots. Uh, 21 pilots shouldn't even have done that song. <laughs> so, so Nick, Nick, uh, I bring that up because uh, "Car Radio" was one of the songs that we put on our episode of the disappointment list, and oh, no. um, and uh, that was one of my picks, and Wayne absolutely hated it. So, um, anyways, <laughs> so let's 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 get back to Heathen. So, I think I, uh... I I think I heard this one live. That this was part of your set list on your last tour, right? That's true. Yeah, we did play this, and did. On that tour, did you guys ever go off a set list or was that pretty much you stayed true to what what the set was going to look like because of those those backing tracks? We pretty much stayed true to it. Um, Just made life a little easier, you know, get into a venue and, you know, get to work, which is nice. Plus, plus you got some visuals that go along with your uh, with your backing tracks as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So why why pick this song? Is this going back to the whole popularity thing of, you know, Twenty One Pilots is is you know, again going back to the Imagine Dragons thing. They're uh, they are a very popular rock band at this point. Yeah, they're super popular, and uh, we really like them. I really think that their music is pretty unique. Um, I like that they're just a duo. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, a singer slash bass player slash keyboard player and a yeah. drummer. It's pretty cool. And I think uh, I think their music has a lot of, you know, for lack of a better word, angst to it, which is kind of cool. But their new album isn't isn't as much. I kind of like their previous album to. Yeah, I was one. just I was just going to ask you if you've gotten into their new album at all, because I haven't been able to connect with it. Like this yeah. is, they're not one of my go-to bands, but yeah. you know, I, I do try and stay hip with what my kids are listening to. For sure. This is one of those bands that they listen to. So I, just, I haven't been able to connect with it. Like I have some of their other albums. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. I mean, this song, I really liked the groove of this song and uh, we had a really fun time figuring out how to make that, like the sound. And that was yeah. all, that was all done on the bass. We kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did all different kinds of like scratching on the strings and on the bow. And we we combined them to make that sound, which is a lot of fun to do in the studio. So that was fun. So are you guys. So I, I know most guitarists have, you know, their whole um, setup of pedals and whatnot for different different sounds. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have that as well? We do. We do have pedal boards. Um. And we're just we're starting to use those more and more. Um, when we did this song, we didn't have we didn't have the pedal boards, so okay. we did all those sounds like acoustically, and then you know recorded a little bit and then stacked them on top of each other, and uh, made this kind of unique sound for this for this song, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's a fun 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 version. Yeah. All right, uh, fourth song on the album, "Lights Down Low." Uh, this is a song by Max, who. Um, candidly i didn't know who it was before uh before i listened to your version so here we go can i stop the flow of time can i swim in your divine because i don't think i'll ever leave this place 
So who is this uh, Red Hill guy that uh, that sings on the song with you? Red Hill, a.k.a. our good friend Spencer Jones. Uh, he's a great singer here in Arizona, and he has a group called Red Hill that we've actually played with on some of his shows around the valley. Okay. And uh, we've, always, we've always really liked him. We originally met him doing another project called Cinematic Pop, which is a project created by Rob Gardner. Uh, who's a composer here in Arizona, and he did a uh, more orchestral covers of famous songs like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana. Um, nice. Yeah, you should look that up online. Cinematic Pop. You could look up Nirvana. They got a really good cover of that. And so Spencer was a singer on one on one of the songs of that project. So that's where we originally met him. And then um, when this song came out, we thought it'd be cool to 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 feature a singer. Um, we've done it a few times before, um, but we've always really liked his voice and we thought that this song would be perfect for him. Yeah. Um, I really liked his voice too. I, I think I liked his voice way more than the original. I had to go seek out the original cause I had no idea who, who it was. I think if, if Max is the vocalist on that song, um, it seemed way less auto-tuned <laughs> than the original, <laughs> um, <clears throat> But I, but I thought your take on this was was really great. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the song either, like the original. But um, I was I I got convinced to do it <laughs> by by the group, which is you know we have this rule like if, if there's a decision that needs to be made, we always go you know if it's two against one, we go with the two. Yeah. So I think that was one of the one of these times. But I actually I actually enjoyed the final product of this more than I thought I would. But you know Spencer sounds great on it. It's a really, it's a really fun track. So, is this considering there there's vocals incorporated in this? I'm assuming that this is not one that you're playing live. No, we've never done this live. Okay. But I think if we do a show locally, we'll probably invite him to come do it. You know, yeah, we'll see what's if it makes it on the set list or not. <laughs> and and this is another one that does have a video that accompanies it. Um, yeah. So so how much how much was that lip synced? How much was it lip synced? Yeah, for the for the for the shoot. <laughs> I mean, it was all lip synced, right? We okay. <laughs> we did we did the recording before and just you know right, acted well, like we were playing over it. <laughs> right. Well, tell Red Hill next time to look into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I always I never know like what to do. Like, should you look into the camera? or Should you not look into the camera? Because like, because I feel like with instrumentalists. Like as instrumentalists, we were like thinking about that. Like, should we look into like on our first videos? It's like, should we look into the camera? And it's just like, it felt really weird. So we never do. But, yeah. you know, we just figured like, oh, maybe this one is like more our style where like he doesn't look into the camera or not. You know? But I guess he needs to, according to according to you. <laughs> maybe just one or two times because like he's <laughs> he's really making love to that microphone looking down I mean, at it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh wayne any any comments on uh on this song before we uh jump to number five on the album and i, I was puzzled by the choice because i i had never heard of max and which like i say just 
Nick doesn't know, but I thought Hot Fuss, I think of Hot Fuss by the Killers as a new album. So I don't listen to a lot of new music. Uh, so I, I looked it up and I listened to it and I thought to myself, how did one of those guys bring this in and say, hey, I want to do this? And everybody go, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, I, yeah, it is, it is a super popular song. I, or it was, and, you know. And, and I... I, I can't apologize for my feelings. I, your, I preferred your guys' version much better uh, to, to Max. Good. Yeah, awesome. did, definitely ditto on, the, on, uh, on that assessment. All right, so the, uh, the next song is actually a medley. So this is a Beatles medley of Because While My Guitar Gently Weeps and Come Together. Um, they started with the only Beatles song that I might say I don't oh. like, and that's and I know I know <laughs> that a lot of it comes from the horrible Alice Cooper Sergeant Pepper's movie oh. that they did. You still remember that? Like uh, I've completely wiped that out off of my memory. I got a, <laughs> I have a memory like a steel trap, uh, and ever that and that and I can't get past it, and so. That's the one Beatles song I love. I, Abbey Road, I think, is one of the greatest records ever recorded, and and yet I I, I can't I can't stand that song. Um, so we're off to a good start with the track. That's not, but but the, but I, I love the the picking on the violin. That was unusual. I've never I've never I don't recall ever hearing that. And uh, as like I say, I love the other two songs. Uh, Come together is probably my favorite Beatles song. Um, with just the, the 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 incredible lyrics and the and the the whole sound of so I'd say it's it starts with the most the song the one Beatles song I don't like and then it 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 pivots you know through another song that I'm okay with and then into my favorite Beatles song. Nice. So I, I love totally it. redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I I I love this this medley. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, and I know that you guys have covered some other Beatles songs before I know that you covered Eleanor Rigby and I think that there was at least one more right yeah we did uh, I want to hold your hand okay yeah, yeah yeah so so don't take this as any kind of criticism but of all the Beatles songs that exist why these three together I mean I love all three of these songs but what made you guys determine that this is this is the three songs that we want to put together for a medley hmm good question um i think we wanted to do because um just for the fact that it isn't a very popular beatles song and we kind of wanted to we wanted it to start kind of eerily i guess i haven't seen the film so i don't have any don't. Like, preconceived notions do, do, <laughs> of this song do not the only good yeah. thing about that film is george burns so <laughs> i kind of want to see it now <laughs> Well, just be prepared. It is awful. <laughs> okay. 
But um, yeah, we kind of took inspiration from the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show in Vegas. Okay. They kind of do a similar take on Because, where it's just like the vocals instead of the, I think it's like a harpsichord or something yeah. that's underneath in the track. Um, so we thought that would be cool to kind of do kind of do an eerie intro. And then while my guitar gently weeps, I've always loved that song personally. Um, I think it's a uh, probably the most underrated Beatles song, like out of the popular ones, because it is a popular song, but I feel like it's never like put into uh, the places of like a come together, you well, know, that's, some of their other. That's because everybody ones. wants to gravitate towards Paul or John, and this is a George, exactly George song, and it's fan- yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think he doesn't get the credit that he deserves sometimes. No, so I think that was part of it for me. And then there's a there's also a really amazing ukulele player of all instruments, uh, Jake Shimabukuro. Yes. Um, yes. If you haven't heard of him, you got to check him he out. He did an amazing. Yeah, he did an amazing cover of "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." So I think that was that was also part of the inspiration. It's like you know he made it sound great on one instrument so maybe we can make it sound great on three yeah there you go um so we did that one and then all of us love come together i mean i can't i don't think i can meet any person that's heard of the beatles and heard come together and say like oh i don't like that song so and what was fun about that one is we kind of did our own three improvisations at the end of come together which was really fun for us just because you know it's kind of make up your own thing over this riff which is really fun yeah, and honestly, if if you don't like come together, you can't be my friend. Like, <laughs> like honestly, yeah. So, do you think we're going to see more Beatles covers in the future? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's Zach's favorite band, like of all time, and it's definitely. I would probably say it's probably my the Beatles are probably my favorite band, if not the favorite. It's definitely like two or three. Grew up listening to them and. I mean, they're the best band of all time. And I think Zach like, doesn't he wear an Abbey Road um, T-shirt in the uh, the Rain video? Yeah, I mean, yeah, those, that's pretty much the only T-shirts he owns are like <laughs> Beatles T-shirts. <laughs> so, like, so he's always wearing a Beatles T-shirt, you know. Right. And for a while, we didn't want to cover any Beatles stuff just because we. I think we were like a little bit scared of it. We're like, we want to make sure that we do a good job. And another thing about this one is that there are no backing tracks. There's only three parts. Yeah. And we kept it three parts for the entire for the entire uh, cover just because, you know, that's how we started. It was just three of us and uh, kind of wanted to keep it that way for this one. Yeah, that that was actually part of my my notes here. I said, you know, there's a lot of songs that have the backing track, but I didn't I didn't hear one on this on this yeah. song. So that's that, that's awesome. Um now I'm going to assume that with some of your audiences, like the recent shows that you did opening for Jay Leno, that a medley of Beatles songs are going to be pretty popular. Unfortunately, we don't play it for the Leno shows because it's a little what? long and we don't have enough oh, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're the All opening right. band, which is you know yeah. something we're not really used to, but you know we have a time limit, so we can't can't really play that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Probably yeah, should though, because enough. it is an older crowd; they probably love it. Well. I guess to to Wayne's point, you know, drop because at the at the beginning of it. That's true. Just Maybe the, we just start just do, <laughs> start in the middle of it. Start it while my guitar gently weeps. So there you go. That's a that's a good idea. I'll bring that up. All right, all right. 
give us credit for that. I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, skipping over to uh, the sixth song on the album. This is Iris. this is the song that was originally done by the goo goo dolls um i really got sick of this song <laughs> back I think in most people did <laughs> late late 90s because it was played like every 10 minutes yeah um it was part of the city of angels soundtrack so considering that this song is 20 years old and we've already talked about you know all of these other popular songs Katy perry max imagine dragons so with this being 20 years old why pick this song I think it, I think we've come to a point where, you know, we've done a lot of songs just for the fact that they are popular and not necessarily yeah. that we like them. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And we've also found that when we do songs that we just like, regardless of their popularity, that they do really well. So I think we're at the point where we're just going to start you know, we'll probably still do popular songs because they're popular just because it is smart to do. But we're yeah. getting more into the sense of why don't we just do songs that we actually like? The arrangements will probably be better. We'll probably perform them better. And then people will like those songs, you know, our versions of them. And so this was one yeah. of those things. You know, this just reminds me of my childhood. You know, this is a song that I heard growing up. And, you know, this is I'm sure... I might have asked my first girl to dance to this song. Like, I don't know. Like it was always, it was always playing at like, you know, school dances and stuff like yep. that. So it has a, it has a definite like nostalgic feeling for us. And I think it's a beautiful melody, you know, regardless of if you heard it tons of times, it's a well-written melody that I feel like when there's a really well-written melody, it works on any instrument. Yeah. You guys, so. you guys killed it on this one. In fact, I actually, like the song again i'm still not going to listen to the goo goo dolls version but i'm gonna <laughs> but i will listen to your version because um you guys did a, did a really phenomenal job on this Thank um you. and and there's i couldn't pick up a backing track until like really the 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 heavier orchestral part um towards the end of it is that is that accurate yeah we kind of build it up but yeah, you know it yeah. starts with just the three of us all right, Wayne. I've I've talked enough about. about I, this. I can't get a word in as I know. I was gonna say. I just want to say first of all, uh, your in your bass intro is amazing. Oh, thank uh, you. I I absolutely. I think this. I think I don't know if you hear it like that, but I think this song lent itself to a string interpretation. I I the Goo Goo Dolls number one. I think I want to say is worst name of a band ever. Uh, <laughs> And number two, I, I was back there in the '90s, and I they played, they got outplayed. And the other thing that I hated was that Johnny Resnick acted like he was the the lead singer for the Rolling Stones, mm. and I never understood how he thought the Goo Goo Dolls were were changing popular music. But uh, uh, I preferred your your version to this. So, like I say, the the intro, the bass intro is is phenomenal. Thank you, appreciate that. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so moving on to the next song, this is uh, the Muse. Actually, it's not the Muse. It's just Muse, right? Uh, <laughs> man, I just slaughtered that. All right. Uh, so this is Madness by Muse. Muse. Uh, the Muse. I, Huey Lewis and the, the Muse. Uh, I love Muse. Uh, I love this song. And I, this is a great interpretation. It's a really simple song. When I was listening to it, I listened to both versions. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's just Matt Bellamy and then a, a, an electric guitar, I think. And your guys' version like really captures that, that also. I, uh, I, I, was, I loved them both, but uh, it just it lent itself to a string arrangement and you guys i thought did a great job with it thanks yeah this is a great song i love i love your version so you've got two muse songs on the album right yes so we were actually going to have three oh okay <laughs> we, <laughs> we took one out <laughs> so are you are all three of you muse fans or do two of you gang up on the other other one no, we this is a band where we where all three of us genuinely genuinely like really love them. Okay. And really love their music. So all right. Well yeah. I, I saw that you guys are coming back to Florida to play in Ocala. I'm uh yes. I, I am putting together a, a caravan of people from Orlando to come up there to 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 cheer you on. So I'm nice. I'm making a request right now okay. that you need to play this song during your set. Okay. We will do all it. All right. <laughs> we love playing this song it's super fun yeah and all the sounds that you hear like we can actually create live like we didn't we didn't make those in the computer or anything we we make them through our pedal boards so it's super fun awesome next song is sweet dreams and this is uh your cover of the eurythmics and no wayne it's not the tourists it's the eurythmics <laughs> <laughs> I i'm aware <laughs> This was this was part of your live set when I saw you in New York as well, and That's I right. thought and I thought that you guys had already put this on one of your cover albums, and this was not. Yeah, it just came out as a single, so we thought we'd throw it on here. Okay, so why why Sweet Dreams? Because it when I look at the rest of the album, <laughs> your rhythmic seems a little maybe a little out of place, but um, why why this one? Why Sweet Dreams? Yeah. I mean, it's just a jam. I love it. I love this song. I love the I love the hook. And this is another song that I grew up listening to for some reason. I don't know why, but I feel like it was always on like around me for some reason, whether it was in my house or probably in, because the like, bridge actually has violins in it, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, it was featured in like the X Men movie. 
I forget which one it was, but it's when Quicksilver goes into the mansion and saves everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that I think that kind of brought it back into our memories, and I was like, man, this song is just a sick song. Like, why don't we try and do it? Yeah. <laughs> so we arranged it, and it just came to be, and it's a really it's a really good one live. Like people really connect with it because I feel like everybody knows the song. Yeah, it's fantastic live. Um, yeah. Still, is that still part of the the set list? It is. You know, it is. It is for most of the set list. We usually try and throw it in there for the for the eighties lovers. Well, we're Wayne and I are both child of uh, children of the eighties. So um, we, yeah. So we I've heard I've heard different pe- different views on this. Some people who are children of the eighties love this song, and others absolutely hate it. So I'm curious. Do you guys? I, I this. And it was hard to beat Bohemian Rhapsody, I will say, but this is my favorite song on the on the record. Uh, I love the video. I love uh, everything. I love everything about it. Well, with one tiny exception, I got you guys got a little hammy at the end. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I I absolutely I found myself listening to this song several times. I uh, I never could would have imagined. I mean, it's a real synth driven song, and I never would have imagined it in. You know, as a string, a string interpretation, and I absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What? I was just going to ask Wayne. So, what score did you give it, Wayne? Um, this, this, this sort of, well, I don't remember. I don't even know how many songs are on. Thirteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, thirteen. Yeah. It was. This is right. my favorite song. All right. we got a thirteen. Um, so, moving on to my least favorite song on the album. Uh, <laughs> And maybe, and it, and it probably has nothing to do with you. It, it has nothing to do with Simply Three, but this is uh, Portugal and the Mans, uh, and this is their cover of Feel It Steel. super popular um <laughs> my kids played it all the time and i just got kind of over it is, is this uh, another one of those give the people what they want type of uh type of songs i think a little bit but i actually really enjoy the song i think it's pretty cool okay <laughs> so i wasn't totally sick of it but it does get played a lot i do yeah. agree with you on that wayne have you even heard this song because i mean it came out in 2017 so <laughs> I do my re- I do my research. You know that I listen to both versions okay. of all these songs, and uh, I had not heard it before that, but I have heard it now, and I I enjoyed it. It sounds a lot like what other band. I mean, a lot of other groups do that same thing where they kind of rhyme, and it's got a it's a it's a it was it was fine. I I thought there uh, the simply three version uh, was matched it very well. Like it it's very similar in structure. I always I found that you know. One thing I will say, I, I, I don't understand. I do try to play the guitar, and if I didn't have frets, I'd have no idea where I was. I'm amazed <laughs> that you guys can all play the same note without any guide at whatsoever. That was one thing about uh, those orchestral strings that I, I, I can't even believe. It just blows my whole mind. But I thought you guys uh, played it real close to the original, and, and I can say I ended up – I like both tracks. But Sweet. All right. 
All right, so next song is the one that you're going to have to explain yourself. So this is this is this is love yourself. This is a this is a Bieber song. All right, so give a listen. like seriously nick you, you did a bieber song so i know all right I know. so explain yourself on this i mean out of all the bieber songs i feel like this one is really good to be honest okay and i'm gonna say the same thing i don't i've not heard a lot of justin bieber songs but this uh is a very and i now I feel odd because I actually prefer the Justin Bieber no. version because it's it's so out. it's super it's because and I and I'll tell you yeah. why it's because it's so simple it's just an electric exactly, guitar yeah. and this guy this one this guy who's these are real those are good lyrics I love the line uh, my mama don't like you and she likes everyone yeah. I think that's a great put down to somebody <laughs> but I love the simplicity of the song. And your guys, there's no way to help it. It's you guys, it's more complex. I, by no means do I mean that it's not good. Right. I just, I love, I love what he did there. And it's probably the only Justin Bieber song I would say that I, I would say I like. But I would, I would proudly say I like it. And like I say, you guys, not that there's anything you do. You have these three incredible instruments and you, you just complicate what is a really simple song about, you know, bitch, get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I feel that this song is really simple, but it is so catchy, and I feel like it is really well well written. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying that it is so simple, and that unfortunately, like usually we simplify stuff and kind of make it our own, but it's hard to take something that's simple and keep it simple with an extra instrument. So that that is a an interesting take on that. But yeah, I mean, like I said before, out of all the Justin Bieber songs, as I'm not a fan of Justin Bieber, I think it's amazing what he's done with his career, obviously. Um, but I do like the song. I remember when I first heard it, I said, I said to myself, who is this? And then I looked up who it was and I was like, oh, shoot, I like a Justin Bieber song. <laughs> I, 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 I feel your pain. I said the same thing to myself. But it, it's fun. I'm not changing my opinion on that. So, um, <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is your rendition of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. started on this um this song is like it's like a truly i never really i mean listening to it the queen version probably my whole life and i never really uh realized uh 
this is like a classical piece of music almost. Like I could hear this being played in the late 18th century in Vienna. I mean, this is yeah. This is a, a, a I mean, you take and the the drum track. I don't. I'm assuming you use an actual drummer. That guy is wicked. Uh, it really, like I say, I I, I think it it tra- it's amazing that this this song and it's a credit to both Queen and Simply Three that this this song transcends musical genres. It's a it's a rock epic. It's an epic song first of all, but it's an epic rock song and it's. It's really a, a, a very well-written piece of classical music, the way you guys Thank do Thank you. So you mentioned the drummer. I have to tell you who it is. It's J.R. Robinson. Have you heard of him? I have not. All right, you need to look him up because he has done pretty much, he's been on like every single great track that you can think of. Like he's okay. done work for Michael Jackson, Daft Punk, like this guy, he's the real deal. And the story about how we got uh, in touch with him was through the pianist that we worked with on this track, William Joseph. Um, he, Who's phenomenal as well. Yeah, incredible pianist. And yeah. he's also a local Arizonan, which is great. Okay. And um, so he, um, William Joseph worked with David Foster uh, a few years ago and got in touch with all these other great musicians and J.R. Robinson is one of them. So he he gave him a call and said, hey, this is what we're doing. Would you like to be on this track? And we were like so thrilled when he said yes, because like you said, Wayne, he's killer. Like when we got the tracks back from him and we got them like we told him, you know, we would like him at this time. And I feel like he did it like within an hour <laughs> just wow. sent it to us. And he was it was just amazing when we got him. We're like, wow, these sound so good. It's like perfectly pocketed. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. I've already heaped high praise on you for this rendition. I know I texted you or messaged you and told you it was fantastic. The video is great as well. And I'm glad that you guys paid homage to uh, Wayne's World in the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, for the listeners, I'm going to post a link to the video in the Facebook page um, because it really is a lot of fun. Biggest question that Wayne and I have is okay. how in the world did you find an AMC pacer for the video <laughs> shoot? Because we had a friend in high school, Sean Hill, that had one exactly like that, including oh, nice. including being burgundy colored. Oh, Nice. Yeah, so um, our producer, our executive producer that we worked with to make this video, Dave Christensen, um, he found it for us, and he was online, and we found this car. Uh, it was actually in Maine. Oh my goodness! And so, <laughs> Can't and get so exactly, and so we thought to ourselves, you know, obviously this is a huge part of the video. We need to make sure we get a real pacer. So he. We, he did some research, found it. Um, it was running. It was able to run, but it didn't have brakes. So he installed <laughs> brakes on it. And uh, there were other problems, like the headlights didn't work. So he fixed the headlights. Um, he also had to reinforce the frame with some uh, some more steel to like pull the piano and stuff like that. Right, right. And so he did tons of work on it. But um, yeah, he found it in Maine and uh, got it shipped over here for us. And then we tore it apart. <laughs> and, right. And, and you did the one thing, the one thing that we always wanted to do to Sean's pacer. Chop the top. Yeah. 
you chopped, chopped the, the top. top. So, <laughs> exactly. That was exactly. Awesome. It was super fun. I mean, it was super fun to drive that car. Just, you know, I've never driven a car like that before. You know, yeah. never even really been in one like that. It was awesome. I mean, working with William and Dave to, you know, come up with the idea for this video. You know, we all, when each video we do, there's always the video that comes out and there's always the video that we wanted to come out. Yeah. <laughs> but right. like we either didn't have the funds or the means to do it. But this is a video where it is the video that we wanted to come out. Awesome. Like in every way, shape and form. Probably not every way, but very, 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 very close to the original idea that we had. Well, I I loved it. It was great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, now, how are you going to be able to translate this to being live considering a live setting yeah considering you don't have the piano there yeah so we thought of different ways of doing it we thought of you know bringing william to some shows to to play the piano part and then we also thought of well maybe it would be cool if we filmed william yeah playing his part and then we had him up on the screen you know that would be a little bit better than you know kind of just not having a piano anywhere and you're hearing a piano the entire time. So we're going to, we're going to try out both. Obviously if he's there, it's going to be better, but you know, he can't be there for all of our shows. And, you know, we presented the idea to him of having him on video screen. Uh, He liked the idea. So we need to make that video and then we need to just try it out, you know, go and play for some people, have them on the screen, see what people think. And you can't really add him to your band because at We'd have to change our <laughs> yeah. name. You'd have to I mean, change the on. name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And four is not simple, so then you'd really have to change the name. Exactly. Yeah, we'd really have complex to change the complex four. Complex, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh moving on. Um the next song, I will wait. This is a Mumford and Sons cover. reason for this song over say the cave or believe or little lion man that's true all the songs are great yeah um i think this was collectively our one of our favorite song of theirs we felt like it would it would work really well with with our with our instrument ensemble um it kind of gave us the same feeling of like wake me up kind of okay so we thought oh this will probably work you know people really like wake me up so maybe they'll like i will wait as well uh, we have yet to do a video to this one. I think we probably will. We probably I'm I'm not sure what's in the cards for this one. Okay. But I mean, there was a time where Mumford and Sons, I feel like you couldn't turn around and not hear one of their songs. I, I feel um, like they're kind of getting the 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 hootie from the nineties blowback a little bit, though. Mm, I feel like Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Wayne, is is this too new for you? No, I I love Mumford and Sons, but they're almost like a a one off because they've got a real folk. It's almost they're like they're the antithesis antithesis of pop music. You know, there's mandolin and fiddles and all you know banjos, it, banjos. It's not stuff you would normally, <laughs> I mean, hear in popular music. And so that can only I feel like the the public's only gonna kind of hang with that. I, they're extremely talented. I'm a big fan of Mumford and Sons. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're starting to tour again too, which is kind of cool. I haven't seen them live. Definitely want to see them. And and with this version, you guys kind of made it a little more melancholy at points that I uh, I felt like it was uh, it was a little more melancholy than the Mumford version. Yeah. That- yeah, I think the bridge would kind of break it down a little bit more and build it up, but yeah. But there's also a little bit of an Irish jig at moments to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of hard to avoid that sometimes with some of our arrangements. Like we've played at places and people say, wow, you guys have you guys have a very Celtic sound. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I feel like we don't, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe people just think that when they hear, you know, they, strings. They think that it's other a fiddle. Than, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a fiddle, and that's Celtic, right? It's like, sure, why not? <laughs> you should you should pull out a pan flute and just really blow their minds then. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, um, Wayne. Any any other comments on "I Will Wait"? I, you know, it was odd that I think because there was a, a violin or a fiddle in the in the original version that it it mm-hmm. it almost didn't sound as as different as as the others because of that. Right. That's all I really had on that. I, I I liked it, but it it almost didn't seem like it was anything unusual, which I think most of your guys' interpretations are unusual. There's no cellos or violins in popular music, bass violins. So the fact right. that there was that one instrument already in common, uh, it took it took some of it away for me, I guess. All, all right. right. So uh, wrapping up the album, this is another Muse song. This is Knights of. Am I saying this right? Sidonia. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't they don't actually say Sidonia in the song, do they? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> All right. guys are all fans of of muse so what was what was the one song that didn't make the album that you guys were thinking about uh it's from their new album called thought contagion okay it was one of the singles that they released prior to their their album dropping so we recorded it um i don't know if it's as good as we were thinking it was gonna be but it's recorded like we could release it at any time um, but then we were thinking like, oh, there's already like two tracks of Muse on it. Why put a third? And do we like it better than Madness or Nights? And we said no. So okay. kind of got the got the X. All right. <laughs> so any bands that you guys haven't covered that maybe you should that that people are telling you to? I mean, go go oh, go back to the conversation and, and also my T-shirt of Nirvana, for instance. Uh, <laughs> And he, we need to do an Nirvana yeah, song. All, That's for all sure. apologies, heart shaped box. I mean, I think smells like Teen Spirit. Everybody and their dog has done some kind of cover of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to do yeah. that. Um, yeah, I would love to do. No, I would love to do Nirvana. Um, I'm a. I love Stevie Wonder. I would love to do a Stevie Wonder song. Okay. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, we have plans to do uh, some Journey. Should be fun. Which uh, also which. 
we just did an episode a couple months ago of our debate of frontiers versus escape nice and um yeah who won uh wayne did because he cheated first of all (laughs) uh, i did not cheat so 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 (laughs) if if you're gonna do a journey cover i think uh wayne's gonna give you a request hey what is it Stone and Love, but uh, oh, but I, you got to do Don't Stop Believing. I, I, my favorite Journey song is Stone and Love, uh, but Don't Stop Believing. That's I think you guys could uh, kill that. Well, I think great minds think alike here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we want to do some Journey. Um, we have an arrangement of Back in Black that we need to lay down. Okay. I think um, we had a lot of fun doing Bohemian Rhapsody, so I think we want to try and kind of do some more of this classic rock classic rock yeah yeah but um let's see other bands that people talk about i mean those for sure trying to look we have like a list here i you know you know what i think would be a fantastic um cover for you guys to do the who's bob o'reilly the who for sure i don't know how you i don't know how you would pull that off because it's pretty that's that's a pretty intense song, but uh, is it? <laughs> I think I th- I think that that would be a really good. Uh, I think that that could really be uh, well interpreted by strings, but nice. I'll have to write All that right. down. There's also yes, I love yes. Oh yeah, prog rock. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so so this is now we're uncovering the prog rock stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly. it's actually it's actually you. It's uh, yeah, I guess it is me subconsciously. I love In and Around the Lake. That song is epic, so it'd be fun to do that one. So maybe we should throw out some other prog stuff, maybe some King Crimson. Yeah, I mean, or... I'd love to listen to it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I know that we've gone uh, we've gone over an hour. Um, any plans for another full tour like you did in 2017? Yes, they're in the works. Um, we have some shows booked. They're trying to, you know, link them all together so we can be out on the road a little more. Uh, we're going to be in New York again. We're going to be at Joe's Pub, which will be fun. We have the Ocala show coming up. Yeah. And uh, they're working on some other things. So hopefully we'll be able to get out there and play some more of these new songs really excited about this original album coming out it'll be fun to perform those songs like i said we just recorded one of our new originals and we're going to be releasing that as soon as we can so i'll be interested to see what you guys think about that one it's kind of a kind of a new sound from us i think okay (laughs) we will definitely listen to it we'll we'll definitely give that a spin for the florida for the florida folks so april 26 in ocala as part of their art park series like I said, we're getting getting a group together. We'll uh, we will see you up there. Sweet, I'm excited. So, uh, Wayne, any uh, any parting comments? Uh, I've got a new appreciation for uh, string interpretations. I I can't wait till Simply Three gets up here to the Northwest because um, I I would love to go to the show. But uh, I I think this uh, I know I don't know if it just uh, I think it just adds to our, our eclecticism uh, that we listen to. I now I'm a fan of a. Uh, of string uh, string trios i just this Sweet. one string trio but i'm gonna give some others a shot because that's it's not fair it's not fair it's not you gotta fair. keep it fair so you you said you're from tacoma right yeah so zach the cellist his sister lives around tacoma i'm not sure which city but he 
uh, got some roots up there for sh- in the band. And uh, we were there about two years ago in Seattle. Well, that was part of our tour in 2017. So we definitely will be back there. So I'll give you a shout when we're there. Awesome. That'd, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be fun. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. I don't do I call it revisiting because we're really visiting a new album. <laughs> what? So, anyways, it's been a pleasure visiting with you, um, you. Wayne. Wayne, what are we uh, revisiting for next episode? Uh, according to the notes, the uh, the twenty fifth anniversary of uh, Green Day's uh, major label debut, Dookie. Nice. So, Nick, any chance of uh, Simply Three doing a? green day cover yes we have talked about it another another example of sounds of our childhood there you I go love that album so we'll have to look into that all right so uh everyone thank you for listening please go support the arts go to a live show buy a t-shirt of the band buy a record visit a record store and not just on record store day we are records revisited and we are out <laughs>